What's up, y'all? Let's do this. Welcome to Nikki's World. I'm Nikki, your host, and today, guys, I want to talk to you about Tucker Carlson, who's taking his show now on Twitter. I want to talk to you about that and why I think it's good for him, but you'll never see me back on Twitter, and I'll tell you my reasons why, all right? And then I got a loaded show for you all today, so before we go any further, guys, if you guys love Nikki's World so much... Seriously, y'all, can y'all please consider donating a cup of coffee for me? Because for a price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and Cumberland Farms, guys, you guys help keep this podcast show alive. You guys help me curate more stories, more topics like this to talk about. I do accept Bitcoin donations. I'm also on Locals, guys. If you guys want to support and sponsor this podcast show, and I do post behind-the-scenes content there as well, if you guys love Nikki's World so much, please hit that like, subscribe, please give me a review, good, bad, and the ugly. And also, guys, I do have affiliate links, including Audible. So if you guys want to support and sponsor me, because I the show is syndicated on Audible as well. Alright, and before we get the show on the road, literally, guys... If y'all love this episode and any of my other episodes on Nikki's World, please consider sharing this across all the social media platforms that are out there today. Woo-wee, wow. Yeah, that was a mouthful, guys. That was, that was a mouthful, okay? So anyway, guys, I do want to talk about this that was breaking news today, and it broke on Twitter today. Tucker Carlson and and and, and I want to and I want to like talk to you about it. And, and this comes from the Post Millennial and on Tucker Carlson's Twitter page and including on reclaimthenet.org. It says like this on on Post Millennial. Breaking Tucker is back exclusively on Twitter. Okay? So the gist of this, Tucker Carlson announces that he'll soon be relaunches it his own show, and streaming it exclusively on Twitter. Carlson made the announcement in a post on Twitter on Tuesday, simply captioned, we're back. Well, good for you, Tucker. I mean, good for you, man. Good for you. I know, I know you're, 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 you're getting back on, on your feet. You're doing your own show because Fox, like, uh, booted you because of that Dominion lawsuit. Yeah. So, good for you, but on the flip side, you'll never see me back on Twitter. I mean, here's the thing. You're, you're never, ever, ever, as long as I'm still alive, see me back on Twitter, okay? I left Twitter in 2018 after the trans cult terrorists have successfully ran me out of that platform 
So I've basically left them since 2018. And it's like, what, six, seven years now? So I have no intention of ever going back on Twitter. And as far as this podcast show, guys, this podcast show will never be posted on Twitter. Never, ever. Because you know why? No matter how no matter how much pleading from Elon Musk, who's now the new owner of Twitter, I doubt he's gonna let a small time podcast show like mine's ever come back on Twitter. And I doubt Elon Musk will ever allow me back on their platform. I doubt it. Because you know why? Big name conservatives like Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Sean Hannity, and and Tucker Carlson have all been able to 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 stay on Twitter because they're big names, but small time people like me, who are just small time citizen journalists, you'll never see me back on Twitter. You know, despite. Elon Musk saying, oh, this platform will be a platform for freedom of speech. You're never, you're never, ever going to see me back on Twitter. You're never. Because you know why? You have groomers like like one fucking idiot from New Zealand, which I am not going to mention his name because his name would probably traumatize me for the rest of my fucking life. And then you have trans cult terrorist members who have harassed, hounded, bullied, intimidated, and even threatened me on Twitter. So that's why for me, I'm glad you I'm glad Tucker Carlson's doing his show on Twitter, but you'll never see me go back on that platform. I'm I'm too happy with my alternative social media platforms like Gab, MeWe, Minds, Rumble, Getter, Truth Social, and Vero. All seven of my alternative social media platforms. I'm very happy and comfortable with them, okay? Because I syndicate all my shows on there. And when I post my show online and it goes on all my all my like podcasting hosting sites, like like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many other. I post it also on my alternative social media platforms because at least on my alternative social media platforms, guys, at least I get to speak freely. At least I get to speak my mind, express my viewpoint and opinions and not be laughed at, not be bullied, not be harassed, hounded, threatened, doxxed, or intimidated, or basically like like threatened with my life. At least I'm not. But if I but on uh, on Twitter, you see you you still see the transgender cult members over there. Who are still bullying people, who are threatening people, intimidating people, who are who are even still doxing people who won't go along with their with their bullshit. So for me, I'm happy that Tucker Carlson's gonna take his show and take his listeners elsewhere. But I do think like this, he should have done the same as like doing the video show on Rumble as well. And it's a shame that Rumble is not trying to get Tucker Carlson on board. Because if he got Tucker Carlson on board board at Rumble, my God, Rumble would explode in popularity so much that YouTube would basically collapse. YouTube would just be like Vine and collapse onto itself. Pretty much. So that's why, for me, guys, you'll never see me go back on uh, Twitter anytime soon. You'll never. You'll never. And the only way, and I've said this many times on my alternative social media platforms, the only way I will ever, ever go back on 
on Twitter that is now being owned by Elon Musk is that if Elon Musk cleans out all the violent, radical leftists and uh, radical transgender cult terrorists, if he cleans that place out and runs those people out, then I would consider going back on Twitter. And I would only go back on Twitter if he if he basically like this clamps down on violent rhetoric. Okay? If he clamps down on people being violent towards each other, people like doxing, bullying, threatening, intimidating people just because you don't like their viewpoints and opinions. I mean, that's that's the only way I would consider it. But for me, I'm happy with my alternative social media. Even though I don't have that, that big of a reach. I mean, my podcast show doesn't even doesn't even break into the double digits. It's still it it it, it it's like in the single digits at the moment. Doesn't even like like have a huge following. I mean, to me, I do this podcast show simply because I get my views out, I get my opinions out, I get my beliefs out. Okay, I do this as a way of saying, hey, look, I I want to be able to express my viewpoints, opinions, and beliefs without being hounded, harassed, bullied, threatened, intimidated, or doxed. I want to be able to say that. I want to be able to take full advantage of the freedoms I have in the United States of America, such as freedom of speech, okay? Freedom of the press, be able to publish anything I want, okay? Even to publish stuff critical of, of the U.S. government or my local and state government, you know? Or anyone. Yeah. That's... that's that's why I podcast, but my podcast show will never break, break into the double or triple digits. I'll I'll never see that because I know I'm not that that popular. I'm not that like famous. I'm not that like influential. Okay, but I do this podcast show just to be able to express my viewpoints and opinions. That's about it. You know. That's about it. But believe me, Tucker Carlson, ever since he left Fox News, since now he's taking his viewers onto Twitter, I think the left will have more meltdowns than ever. The left will probably have a fucking nuclear meltdown more than Elon Musk doing it to them, you know? You know how, like, Elon Musk has been charging people for that blue check mark because Twitter wasn't making any money? So now he had to find a way to generate revenue. So now some of these like uh, like high end like influential liberals are now having to either pony up the money or they're like leaving the platform and going elsewhere. You know, same thing with the influential transgender cult members, since they can't pony up the money to to have that nice shiny blue check mark. Guess what? They they take their shit elsewhere, and I hope it's not on the alternative social media platforms that I'm on, because I'm telling you this, I wouldn't want to see all the violent rhetoric bullshit, you know, I I I wouldn't, I mean I've seen I've seen it on Twitter, but believe me, I won't follow Tucker Carlson on on Twitter because that platform still blocked me since 2018 and. I see no hope of ever going back on that platform. I see no hope, no future, no prospect of ever going on to that that shitty platform. Yeah, even though the transgender cult terrorists have successfully ran me out of the platform, I see no hope of going back. I see no prospect. I see no future. I mean, if you're if you're like a influential conservative that can that can basically phone call Elon Musk in less than two seconds to get you back on that platform. Oh my god, yeah you can. 
but for low end low end surfs like like me, I don't have that same level of power. I don't have that same level of prestige. I don't have that same level of connection. And you know the funny thing is, when Elon Musk brought out Twitter and and took control of it, he said that he was going to review everyone that got booted, banned, blocked, suspended, or deplatformed from Twitter. He hasn't done any of that. <laughs> and believe me, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't reviewed any any of it. So I sit there and I go like this. Twitter is still blocking blocking people, you know? So you know what? I see I see no no reason for me to follow Tucker Carlson on Twitter. Now if he was on Rumble, oh yeah, I would be following him on Rumble, but I won't follow him into Twitter because Twitter's home to the leftists, diehard liberals, Antifa, BLM, and transgender cult terrorists. Yeah, you won't see me back on that platform. I'm sorry to say this, man. I, I, I'm sorry to say this. You will never, ever see me back on the platform. You'll never. Because you know why? It's never going to happen. I mean, I mean, look at it like this. Even, even on reclaimthenet.org, talk, it goes like in the sentence. And, and I'm going to say the first paragraph for verbatim. Tucker Carlson, the former host of Tucker Carlson Tonight on Fox News, has today announced that he's bringing his new show new show to the Twitter social media platform following his departure from the television network. Yeah. Basically, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, I'm glad he's gonna. I'm glad he's gonna be on Twitter that Elon Musk owns. But as I've stated many, many times, even on my alternative social media platforms, I have no intentions of going back on Twitter, and this podcast show has no intentions of going on Twitter. Okay, I don't care what Elon Musk does to woo podcasts. Shows on his platform, but this but this podcast show will never go on Twitter because Twitter is still a haven for trans cult terrorists who have harassed, hounded, bullied, and intimidated me, and they basically are a platform that don't make me feel safe enough to go back on it. And until Elon makes it fully safe, including clamping down on the violent rhetoric from the transgender cult terrorists I'm sorry you you can't convince me to go back on that platform I don't care how much you try to convince me including selling all the gold out of Fort Knox that still ain't gonna be enough for me ladies and gentlemen that still ain't gonna cover it it ain't gonna pay the bills it ain't gonna happen, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't. And believe me, guys. Believe me. You'll never see me back on that platform. You'll never. You're never, ever gonna see me back on it. <laughs> and you, you can try to convince me all you want about going back on Twitter. I will never ever step back foot in, in it again. I left in it on April 2018. Hadn't looked back since then. I've been so much happier on my alternative social media platforms like Gab, MeWe, Minds, Rumble, Getter, Truth Social, and Vero. All seven of my alternative social media platforms I've been I've been pretty happy on them. I've been pretty psyched about them. And furthermore, guys, I ain't had any issues with any one of them. Okay, I have not. Well, yeah, I did have one issue with Vero. I mean, Vero took two two posts down because they thought they saw nudity when I told them there was no nudity whatsoever. Okay, your AI. 
is is probably or your like algorithm is probably all fucked up. <laughs> you know, maybe you need to make the AI more sex and gender inclusive. Yeah, but to me, guys, <laughs> I don't see it ever happening, and. This podcast show will never go on Twitter, no matter how much how much Elon tries to to get podcast shows on on his platform. I mean, Tucker Carlson, he may he, he he'll he'll be able to get in no no sweat, but for a working class stiff like me, who has no clout, no influence whatsoever. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. You'll never see you'll never see my ass back on Twitter. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck. So anyway, guys, I want to talk about this article, okay? From Gateway Pundit. Elon Musk warns user that Zuckerberg's WhatsApp cannot be trusted. Here's what he said about the messaging platform. Okay? First paragraph said this says it all. Elon Musk posted a warning on Twitter regarding WhatsApp after a Twitter user posted that the site was violating their privacy by accessing their microphone. Okay? And the article also comes also from 100percentfedup.com too. And 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 the same goes like this. Just then, Elon Musk warns users that Zuckerberg's WhatsApp WhatsApp cannot be trusted, and here's what he said on the messaging platform. Yep. Elon Musk said something about Zuckerberg's WhatsApp because Elon Musk posted a warning on Twitter regarding WhatsApp after a Twitter user posted that the site was violating their privacy by accessing their phone's microphone. Yep, and Elon posted a simple four-word tweet. WhatsApp cannot be trusted. Okay, folks. WhatsApp was a was a messaging company that was that was independently owned before it got brought out by by Mark Zuckerberg and and Facebook. And ever since then, the level of privacy security has gone through the shitter. It has. It's been so bad that people like me will never use that platform. We will never. We'll never. And the person who reported it happened to be a Twitter engineer who worked for Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. If Elon Musk's Twitter and Twitter engineers or Tesla engineers have found that WhatsApp is violating privacy rules and listening in on people's conversations, even though if they turned it off. Telling you, ladies and gentlemen, telling you guys, I'm telling you guys like this. This is why I do not use WhatsApp whatsoever. Okay? This is why... I do not use any apps, any messaging apps that are owned by Mark Zuckerberg and his company. I don't. Even though I use Instagram, okay, and then I I chat people for business stuff, but for personal stuff, I use Telegram and Signal more than WhatsApp. I, I I pretty much do. I pretty much do, guys. For me, you can't trust anything that Mark Zuckerberg does or says. You can't. You can't trust that asshole. You can't trust that asshole to to whatever he says on his platform or or any of the any of the sub companies that he owns. You can't trust the guy. I, I I hate to say this, guys. I hate to say this. You can't trust anything that Mark Zuckerberg says or any of his, his companies that he owns, like, say, Instagram, 
Facebook or WhatsApp. You can't trust that anymore, guys. You, you, you have to do the Ronald Reagan trust but verify policy, okay? Which is, to all you people who weren't alive during the 1980s, Ronald Reagan had this policy of, we, we'll, we'll trust the Soviets, but we'll, we'll have to verify that in the process. We'll have to have personal verification that you, you're going to do what you say you're going to do, okay? So same thing here. On this show, we're going to institute a trust but verify policy. Yeah, we'll trust what you say, but we're going to verify, you know, we're going to fact check your policy, what you say. I mean, you love to fact check everybody else, so it's my obligation to do the same towards everyone as well, too, you know. And actually, use the same rules the left loves to do. They love to make everybody else live by their own rules, but they don't want to live by their own rules. So you know what? I do the same thing. I make the left live by their own rules as well. If you're going to force me to live by your rules, I'm going to force you to live by them by them as well. And yep, I'm going to. But like I said, guys, this is another reason why, guys, if you guys ever wanted to chat with me, or get a hold of me. I do not correspond to WhatsApp or any of like the Facebook messengers. I correspond primarily through Telegram. Or if you wanted to have it more private and encrypted, through Signal. That's that's the only two messaging apps that I correspond to. Okay? Signal is another one, okay, that was created by the people who left WhatsApp, and that's who I use more, okay? If you if you want if you wanted to chat with me very privately and basically off the cuff, off the record, you can go through my Signal but it's done through the phone number, and I don't give out my phone number readily, okay? I don't. The only way I give out my phone number is if I, if I know you very well or I've met you physically in person. If I saw you physically in person or we've done business in person, then then I'll give out my, my personal phone number. But until then... The only way people get a hold of me and they want to chat with me is by a telegram. And yes, I am looking at doing a podcast show on telegram. So which means if y'all want to comment, message me, message the show, y'all can message me through telegram and I'll include a link to it as well, guys. All right. So y'all can like, uh, Talk to me, drop me, drop me story ideas that you y'all want me to talk about. I don't mind as well, okay? And feedback, good, bad, ugly, don't mind as well. Because I'll read all your feedbacks on on the air. I will. And I'll make sure you you get full credit of it. Okay? Whether good or bad or ugly, I don't make the determination of that. I let the listeners make the determination. But my suggestion to y'all guys, I would ditch WhatsApp in less than a heartbeat. I would dump that. I would dump that like a messaging platform. Go to secure alternatives like Telegram or Signal. Okay. Signal is great. I mean, for those who don't have iPhones, like iPhones have iMessenger which is what I have on my uh, on my like iPhone, my i my uh, MacBook Air right here, and on my Apple Watch I have i i iMessenger on it, so which is kind of great. But I have uh, Telegram as my cross messaging platform. So if you want to message me cross, and you, and even though I'm on a Mac. And you may have like a Windows or an Android. You can still get a hold of me as well. So that is a prefer- that is another alternative. 
Signal is an encrypted chat. So if you want to talk about something that you feel is very sensitive, confidential, something that you want to say but don't want any other prying eyes to know, Signal is the best way to get a hold of me. And and Signal app is what I use use if you want to talk to me privately and confidentially or you want to say stuff that you don't want any other prying eyes to know about and plus signals encrypted so i also i like their i like their feature and i believe telegram has this too where they have the self-destruct feature where you send a message to me and i read it after a certain time period it self-destructs it wipes wipes clean. You can't save it. You can't copy it. You can't screenshot it. Because the second you screenshot it, it's gone. I mean, there's no record of it, okay? There isn't. But like I said, man, like I said, get away from Mark Zuckerberg's platform as much as you can. Yes, even though I have... Uh, Facebook and Instagram that are both owned by Mark Zuckerberg, I tend not to use it that much because, especially Facebook, I don't, I've, I don't use Facebook as much as I do like back then. Nowadays, I only use Facebook just to check in on family and all that stuff, family and friends. That's it. <laughs> Okay, that's all I do. If I wanted to check in on family and friends, that's all I that's all I do. But after that, all my social media posts and all my politically charged social media posts are mostly on my alternative social media platform. So I tend to use alternative social media more than I do with Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I've I've stepped away from the traditional liberal social media platforms and post stuff in alternative social media platforms where I can post freely and not be afraid of being censored, blocked, deplatformed, you know, and all that stuff. So I'm happy with that. I mean, I'm literally am, and to me. I see, I see like nothing wrong with it. And to all my listeners out there, get the fuck away from WhatsApp as much as you can. I mean, seriously, get the fuck away from that platform, okay? If you want alternatives, Telegram and Signal are your best options out there, okay? Your best secure options, all right? So, uh, anyway, before we go, I want to talk about this thing that was, that I did over the, over the weekend, okay? I did a, I did a boudoir photo shoot with, with a, with a photographer. We were talking about, like, how politics in New England is local, and you don't, like in New England, we don't talk about politics out in the open like we do, like the rest of the country does. You know how, like, you go outside of Connecticut into New York where politics is like, oh my God, you talk, they talk about that day in, day out, night and day. They talk about it nonstop, 24 7. They really do, guys. They really do. But in New England, we're not we're not like as vocal in terms of political and social views. Okay? We're not. In New England, it's more like it's more like as long as like the only thing the only time you'll ever hear politics is either at the kitchen table or or at the diner. That's it. But after that, we keep that we keep that to ourselves. We keep that like 
is we go like this. No, 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 no. We don't talk about this out in the open. We don't talk about this. If you want to talk about politics, just, just go to the diner or go to go go to we'll eat at home at the dinner table and talk about it. But we don't. So when when we're we're not as vocal as the rest of the nation because we like to keep politics like at the kitchen table or at the diner diner. I mean, that's about it. And we're not politically active. I mean, we are we are fiscally conservative because when it comes to money, yeah, we are very concerned about that. But when when it comes to being like social like social issues, we are liberal, but we're not the kind of liberal that you would see in California, in New York, or Oregon or Washington. We're not that kind of liberal. We're, 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 we're more kind of a fiscally conservative, socially liberal type, we're, which means it's like this. We have a policy in New England, and this, and mind you guys, New England states are Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. The six New England states, okay? We are basically socially liberal. And we have a live and let live kind of policy, whereas out out west, liberals are like they want to shove it down your throat and shove it in your face wherever they get a chance. Over here, we just go like this, dude. We got other things to deal with. I mean, we're fine with you being this and this and this and this, but as long as you don't shove it in, in anybody's face, we're fine with it. Like, for example, Vermont was the first state to allow gay marriage. We, we were like, okay, that's good for them. As long as they don't shove it down our throats, we're fine with it. We're fine with it. It's like same thing. New England has been accepting of trans, but we, we've often instituted that policy that says we're okay with you being trans, but don't shove it in in people's faces. We have that kind of mentality that a lot of people outside of New England wonder, how blue are you? I mean, we're 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 not that kind of blue that you want that like California, but we're the different kind of blue. We're we're more like if I were to put this out there, Miley, we're more of a cross between a. A red and a blue, more like a purplish. And I would say New England is more purple than blue, okay? Because of the fact that we are fiscally conservative. We agree on things. We agree on certain things on the conservative side when it comes to money, when it comes to finances, okay? But when it comes to social issues... We're more liberal. We're more accepting of things. Like, for example, we're okay with you being trans as long as you don't shove it down people's throats. As long as you don't, you, you don't like, force it upon people. As long as you don't demand people pander to your, to, to your bullshit. That's how we are in New England. Okay? We're like the live and let live policies. We go at this. We're okay with you being this and this and this, but as long as you don't shove it down people's faces, we're fine. But the minute you do, then it becomes an issue. Then it becomes a kitchen table issue. Then it becomes a diner issue where you'll hear it at the diner almost on a daily fucking basis. You, You really do. And the reason why we're not, like, brash and vocal... Because in New England, everybody's going to know about it one way or the other. I mean, look at it this way. Everything, politics is local. And politics is basically down the, down the street, down the neighborhood, and down in the center of town. It is. And that's why a lot of, a lot of liberals from, like, California... New York or Oregon or Washington State, when they come to visit New England, they never understand why we're not vocal like them, where we're not like in everybody's faces. 
we're like, dude, we got a million other things to fucking worry about, including the four seasons here, including winter, okay, including the nor'easter, all right, and then and then basically we have like we have to worry about like okay. Oh shit, fall's coming. That means we're gonna have leaf papers showing up here. Or or it's like, oh shit, never never Nor'easter. <laughs> Time to make a trip to stop and shop and buying the 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 bread, milk and eggs, and probably the beer. You know, probably make a beer under Sam Adams. I mean, yeah, that's don't that's more what we're we're worried about and we're even worried about like what our state government's using our money towards. So we're, we're all, we're, we're more concerned about that going like this. If our gov- if our idiot governor decides to use our money on this and this and this, oh, he's going to get an ear for that. Yeah. So that's why I've asked that on alternative social media. Why, like, what's the difference between a New Englander and a liberal? And some people... Never understand that New Englanders like me, who live in the six New England states like Connecticut, Rhode Island, Mass, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, we're different from the rest of the nation. We're like basically, basically like this: a, a, a country within a country. We are, and 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 I look at New England like we're our own nation. But we have separate states, and Boston would probably be our nation's our our nation's capital. I mean, if you go, I mean, like this. Look at it this way. We we would rather drive SUVs than drive like BMWs or Bugattis or Lamborghinis, because here in New England. We have to worry about the nor'easters and blizzards. <laughs> yeah, we have to worry about those. I mean, I mean, most of y'all would probably never know how to deal with a nor'easter or a blizzard. Here, we've grown to tolerate it, and we've grown so used to it that it's that it's nothing. It's normal for us. It's it's something that we see on a daily basis and something that we deal with all the time. I mean, literally, man. And then plus, like this, guys, in New England, we have more colleges than everyone else. All the colleges and universities here in New England are more are more progressive than any other college outside of New England. I mean, look at it this way. New England, we're home to some of the best name, best name colleges and universities in the world. Like Yale University, Brown University, Harvard, you know, Dartmouth, you know, like UConn, you know, like, uh, let me see, what am I thinking about? Bates, Bowden, Tufts. Boston College, Boston University, Northeastern, you know, or UMass, you know. So we've we're home to some of the top universities in the world. I mean, our our education standards is probably why we're the more educated and progressive type. We're the ones that like, hey, it's cool that you got your own political opinions, but just keep it that way. Don't rock the boat. Don't 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 make yourself look like a jackass to people. Pretty much. That's how we are. And that's that's how New Englanders are a lot different than anybody else across the nation. I mean, people from the West Coast, the South, the Midwest, when they all come up here, they're probably, like, confused as to, wait, what, what, what are you saying? Why do you say this? Why do you talk so fast? Why do you drive like this? Yeah. I'll give you a reason for that. And <laughs> it's called Massachusetts drivers, or if you're from New England, we call them mass holes. 
because they, how they drive up here is like, <laughs> you're liable to get hit or killed in the process. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, but we have some of the best scenery in the world. I mean, that's why I will never leave New England because I love the New England scenery. I love the New England small towns. Yeah, my if you want to ask me what's my favorite small town, would be Essex, Connecticut, Kent, Connecticut, Sharon, Connecticut. You, you'll see, like, small towns like Willington, Connecticut, you know, or even uh, Old Saybrook, you know, or even the favorite one, Mystic, Mystic, Connecticut. You know, I still love the small towns up in New Hampshire, like Portsmouth, New Hampshire would be my favorite. Like uh, Portland, Maine would be my other. Kenny Bunkport, Maine. And the other one, Brattleboro, Vermont, which is way liberal and would make a California liberal look like look like a conservative. <laughs> yeah, there are some things up in Vermont. We all we all say like this. <laughs> Vermont does things that even Connecticut, we go like this. That is why they do things the way they do. Like, for example, Vermont, it is technically legal to go skinny dipping out in public and out out there. It is. Don't don't ask me why, but it's legal. Once you go north, north of, like, north of Amherst, okay, it, it's legal for a reason, guys. It is. It is. And plus, we're home to a lot of... A lot of a lot of famous people. Yes, Kevin Bacon has a house here in uh, Sharon, Connecticut. Michael Bolton's from Connecticut as well. We created Aerosmith. We created New Kids on the Block and New Edition. Yes, we created those. So we were we we're, we're the region that created those those bands. And yes, we've been home. Home to like a lot of movies and films, you know. So yeah, we 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 are home to a lot. You know what I mean? We are home to many, but like I said, man. Like I said, being a New Englander, we're way diff. We're way more mature than your lunatic liberal that you see out there. And, and a New Englander is someone who's from Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Anybody from the six New England states is considered a New Englander. It pretty much is. It pretty much is. Yeah. But anyway, guys, before we go for today, guys, I want to talk to you about what I did on uh, Sunday. Sunday, I did a boudoir photo shoot. I mean, it was a very long photo shoot session. Oh, my God. It was the first time, I have to say, I put on actual makeup. I mean, yes, I do wear makeup, too, for vitiligo. But I went beyond the makeup that I had to wear for vitiligo. And, oh, my God. The makeup artist that I worked with, she made me look from 46 to a 26-year-old. She made me look like a 26-year-old. Made me look so young. I was blown away. I was like, holy cow. I was. I was, guys. I was like shocked and blown. You know? And then the photo shoot was amazing. I mean, yes, in about a couple of weeks, I will post pictures on, on Instagram and on Vero. And show you what I looked like. And yes, even the photographer, she pointed out the fact that, my God, I have, I have good, good hips, good butt, and long ass, sexy legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm getting the hang of doing, like, uh, modeling, so... That's going to be another avenue for me, and I know as I do more and more photo shoots, people are going to start to ask me if I want to do photo shoots with them, 
and model for them and that's going to be another another avenue for me and another way to <laughs> to be well known for and yeah pretty much pretty much it is guys it pretty it'll it'll be another another thing known about me but anyway guys it's getting late i want to play a little bit of call of duty before i go to bed i've been playing like uh like a DMZ, but I've noticed lately that every time I play DMZ on, like, which is a a map on the Call of Duty, many of the guys that I play with and teenage boys, they don't know a damn thing about teamwork, and for real guys, that game should be teaching you about teamwork. If you don't know how to work as a damn team, my God, I don't want you in the workforce. I don't want you in the military whatsoever. Because if you can't learn to work as a team, my God, I don't want you, I don't want you out of your mama's basement for all I care. I don't. Okay? I don't. And and it seems to me that Call of Duty, like, basically does not teach men and teenage boys how to play as a team. And I wish Call of Duty would do that. I wish the, the makers of that game impart, a, like, team-building skill, like teamwork, that, like, for example, you lose points... If you don't work as a team, you get points if you work as a team. Or it's like, you know how you earn like money on the game, okay? Where you gain money by doing missions as a team. And if you do the mission individually, you lose half the money. I wish Call of Duty would do something like that. I wish Call of Duty would teach people teamwork. I wish because every time I play it, you play I play with people who want to act like jerks, you know, and then I sometimes get frustrated where I almost at a point where I'm like banging my damn head on the wall going, "Why do I have to deal with idiot men and teenage boys who don't know a damn thing?" About teamwork. Yeah. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. Well. Anyway. I gotta get going. I gotta get some things done. And. uh, I hope y'all don't mind me rambling about. I know. As I've done. I said my stuff about Tucker and all that. uh, Earlier. So I, I apologize for that. And. Anyway. I thank you all for listening to Nikki's World. I'm Nikki, your host. I'll see you all soon. Bye for now. You just listened to an episode of Nikki's World. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all soon. Bye for now.